0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sensibly Cynical Podcast. Today's guest is Sophia Price. She is an amazingly talented singer, songwriter, and producer out of Oakland, California. In this interview, Sophia talks about how she got her start in the music industry, what the scene is like in Oakland, and she talks about some of her top singles. But before we get to the interview with Sophia, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um at Sensibly Cynical, we put all the interviews on there. Bonfire, check out the merch. Um, WordPress, we are on there. But, of course, most importantly, we want followers. So, at Sensibly Cynical Pod on Instagram. Twitter is at Cynical Sensibly. And check out the Facebook page. Buckle up. Uh, this is a great one. And uh, let's just get to it. So, here's my interview with Sophia Prize. All right, everybody, joining me this evening is a super talented electronic pop artist out of Oakland, California, Sophia Price. What's going on?
1: Not a whole lot, except I'm happy to be here.
0: Yeah, yeah, so uh, talk to me about your journey. I don't interview too many uh, EDM uh, people, but uh, it's, I've been to a few clubs and I know how, just a few clubs. And I know how crazy it gets. So talk to me about how you got into the scene.
1: That's that's a really interesting way to frame that, because I was I came up in the electronic music scene before the term EDM.
0: Oh, so I hope I didn't offend, you know, not at all. But it's a good
1: (laughs) jumping off point to say that that is technically a genre on its own. That's a little bit more, say, like poppy. And I only say that to Explain that when I write songs and produce music, um, Mm. I'm always sort of like drawing from the dance music scene that I'm in at the moment. Like I've gone through so many phases. I've never been in EDM, but I went of course, through my bass music phase. I went through even like trap music phase. I went through like deep house techno. I traveled Berlin and Paris, just chasing techno only. And like, while i don't write for just one you know electronic Mm -hmm. dance music genre that's still what what inspires my like pop songs essentially because i you know i write so
0: yeah so edm is kind of like it's interesting it's an acronym obviously electronic dance music but then it's also uh (laughs) like a specific genre and basically talking point for podcasts like me that don't even do research I'm just kidding. Yeah, it no, came. I, out know, in- I know, I know the difference between like house and techno and all that shit. Dubstep. Sure. Right. So like right
1: now, I'm obsessed with electro house and like Detroit classic. Nice. Just like a yeah. lot of like analog sounds and 303 and like really driving, super repetitive. I love minimal stuff. So mm. trying to see how I can fold that into my productions. The the songs that you've probably heard are quite different. So well, I've, I'm heard a... t-
0: I've heard the two you probably think I've heard.
1: Yeah, I mean, the ones <laughs> I recently put out. Right? Yeah,
0: like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. manifest, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So <clears throat> definitely moving forward into a bit more like four on the floor, full on kind mm-hmm. of electro sound. But um yeah, it's just been nice. Getting my stuff out there and playing shows and just, you know, singing my songs um, like electronically, because of course it it took me a while to be able to produce my music. I used to just try to teach a band.
0: Oh, really? Well, let's talk about that. How did you get talk about your journey into music in general?
1: Yeah, well, I always wanted to, you know, play out and do shows with my music. But since I didn't really know how to produce, I, I had to basically get people on board to play my music live like i would have a drummer a guitarist a cellist violinist yeah. <laughs> who else <laughs> uh, guitar yeah. um you know so i would like teach them my music and then it just I was just like man this is so much effort and i started fiddling around with reason and then ableton live and then really got my foothold in logic so mm-hmm. now i get to be the lone wolf that i
0: that i crave <laughs> What? When did you like really start getting like traction? Like when you started hearing like feedback? Like, all right, I got I got something here. Let's let's start the channel. Let's start you know um, putting stuff online. I
1: think that I don't really have very much
0: traction. Um, well, you're getting it. I saw the. You're being humble. I saw the. I saw the YouTube uh, views. Okay, don't be. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a. Don't it, don't you know be the Be home Be, i like the i like the I humbleness think, but you have some traction Let's not well the it. reason that
1: one did so well um was because again i'm very eclectic with genres and at the time i was really into um kind of like the flume-esque um big beat and so mm-hmm. i actually went to a producer david earl and i was like you know i produced my tracks like i produced tripwire from scratch But I was like, David, I really need this to sound a certain way and I don't, I don't want to mess this up. So we collaborated. So I love doing collaborations, Um, producing has so many nooks and crannies that like, when you're working with someone else, you always learn. So I think that, you know, because the quality um, that he brought to the table was definitely up there and the Mm -hmm. music video. I mean, I, I I you know spent some time on the music video, so that one right, definitely right, right, has right. just had a better quality, and now that's that's my new barometer. And um, working on like a new single with a new video and everything. Nice. Uh, that either it either has to match or or not <laughs> or, or pass that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, David Earl, he's, he's, he's a really, he's won an Emmy. I think he does a lot of video game music. So he's been a really good um, mentor for me getting Mm. me
0: to get there. Yeah. Well, let's talk about these two songs in particular, if that's okay with you. Um, Tripwire, take us down that journey. What's, uh, what was the like meaning behind it, the precipice, all that good stuff.
1: I was going to a lot of clubs um i was very very single um it it, the song is an amalgamation of like three different guys that sort of i used to call it low-key heartbreak you know so it's this idea that you get let on and but also that yeah go ahead
0: i have sorry i've been there so i know what you're talking about
1: but also that they kind of tripped on me too Like they got a little caught up with me. So the song is a little bit like, you know, you're setting the trap, but then you kind of get trapped yourself. And I just, with the production, I was really trying to create a mood, not so much telling like a big story. It's more of that like sensual mood, like you're in the dark club, you're making out, but then there's that tug of like, uh, this person, you know, you don't know what's going on. Like, how come they haven't gotten a hold of me? Right, because there's that line in there, but who knows, who knows, you know,
0: yeah, it's like yeah, that, so,
1: like, weeks have gone by at that point, and you, the only thing you can do is to write a song.
0: Right, because sometimes, I mean, to be honest, to be fair, both, you know, there, everyone has two different sides of the story, but at the same, at the same time, you only know your truth, so your truth is how you feel, so I, I, I understand like how that was because I was uh I'm a little older now for the club scene but I do remember going to clubs and um you know there'd be there'd be like this girl and she was we dated for a while and then like but she was a she'd go to the clubs every night and yeah. like and she would like and she was good looking so she was like that was after we broke up. So like she moved on like right away. And then I would, but then she would always come back to me. So I, I, understood, I, understood. Oh yeah. Don't
1: trust a girl who's going to the club every night. <laughs> I mean, well, looking no, back, that was me too. Like I probably wasn't, this was, this, trusted. Was, a,
0: this was a long time ago though, Sophia, that, not a long sure. time ago, but you know,
1: I wrote tripwire. I mean, tripwire, when did it come out? 2021, 2018, I don't remember, yeah. but I wrote it a long time ago and, um, it's it the beat is is kind of I like how it's like thick and heavy and it kind of just pulls you into that sort of more like obsessive vibe because that's how yeah. you get, you know, you're like um picking up on all the on all the like signals, but yeah, there are two sides. Was, of this,
0: was it the creative process just quick? You had what you for this I, one yeah it was just yeah for
1: this one the production came so fast and i love it when that happens because then you know it's right
0: yeah right you know the
1: production yeah go ahead
0: sometimes you can uh overthink as in same thing with like podcasting like i'll have an idea and then it's like "Well, is it was this gonna get downloads well no screw it i'll just do it anyways you know yeah
1: yeah i did not overthink the production um it's not super complicated song it's and it's pretty short but the verses like i said it's an amalgamation so i actually like wrote verse two later when i picked up the song again and i had more to write because it had sort of happened to me again like in the future (laughs) so i wrote the verse about a different person and literally the chorus about a completely different person still so but to me they're all the same right uh so that that was the process there the lyrics took a while but the the track was easy with manifestant. That, mm-hmm. the, it was. It was Say that just again. Say, 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 the,
0: say that again. The pronunciation. So it's a
1: French. It's a French word. Technically, you pronounce it manifeste. Manif- it looks like it looks Manif- like manifestant. Yeah, but it's manifeste. It's a third. Well, can word. I
0: try it? Can I try it? Uh huh. Manifeste. Yeah,
1: manifeste. Okay.
0: do you do the you don't do the t at the end you don't
1: you don't not with a they verb so manifested means they protest okay in french got
0: it got it um this one not like there's a super contrast in style i like both styles of you know tripwire and Mm manifestant. i hope i got it right there I think but uh anyways i'm trying
1: to say like i made him do like five drafts of it i was so picky and relentless and then um you know it, i learned a lot i i really do prefer when it just flows and you maybe have like a couple drafts mm. but you know like yeah this was one of those songs that was um really full in arrangement so very tricky to mix down properly in the way that we wanted the overall uh impact to be. Right. So yeah, it took a like a lot of mix versions.
0: Mm-hmm. So what's the scene like in uh in Oakland? Is there a lot of like the music scene in Oakland? Is it eclectic? Is it, you know
1: Oakland's eclectic, yeah, yeah. Um the the live electronic scene sort of where I play out is, is sort mm-hmm. of speckled, you know, you kind of just go by band to band. Like there are a couple handfuls of live electronic acts and we'll play bills together. Um, but as far as the scene goes, like, yeah, you have a whole club scene where it's you can pick any genre you like. Uh, you know, lately, like I said, it's a little bit more electro for me. But otherwise, like the live music scene, I love the um, just like the rock music scene here. Honestly, that's still that still um, influences me. Yeah, a yeah, lot of really. I love-
0: I'm a rock person myself, so uh, let's me or uh, you have some of your uh, like influences. Um, I, I'm no, I don't. I don't like... get
1: influenced by local bands. No.
0: No, but you like hard rock or?
1: Well, I'm I'm in everything but the everything, and we're like a post-punk new wave style. So anything oh. that's like like alt, uh, like harder alt rock, or um, a little bit. I want to say dark wave. Like I really well, I'm going to list
0: some bands and they'll see what you think of these bands. All right. I'm going to see if you've heard of them. I'm going to list some.
1: Okay. I probably won't, but
0: <laughs> my chemical, my chemical romance.
1: Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. No. Um, of course I've heard of them.
0: <laughs> yeah. They're like my favorite. I used to get oh, like really drunk to them.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, my good friend was like a huge MCR fan. So I feel like I've peripherally heard a lot of their music. Mm-hmm.
0: um but yeah i prayed uh, yeah
1: of course yeah 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 Yeah,
0: that's that was my that was my jam back in the day
1: and what to you is back in the day
0: well i'm 36 so back in the day for me would be i don't know 2000s 2005 2010 something like that oh okay. but um that's that's me but like i was also into let's see what are the other bands um both my valentine yeah, i was into yeah. them uh tears don't fall That's another one of my like i love the hard stuff like the ones where you can just feel like emotion out of the like i know every artist usually has emotion but i mean I, the, you can tell a song when they're just like half you know when there was really like emoting out you know what i mean
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's the tricky balance for me is a lot of electronic music and a lot of dance or pop music you uses too much of this kind of like cool, unbothered, you know, it's like when you're just pouring, and you have like a bigger sound and a bigger voice, which I do. Sometimes people think that that voice is a little bit more for rock. And it's like, yeah, I write rock songs, I have a band that I sing with for that but I do think that there's space in electronic dance to have a little bit more song led emotional passionate lyricism and not have everything like really mixed back really layered really breathy I mean think grimes like Mm -hmm. sometimes I like the production but can't hear anything that she's saying like I can't understand the lyrics it's super overproduced so yeah, my goal is to try to find that impact that I love from the harder rock, right. and quite frankly, even metal sometimes. Um, but hey, I can
0: out- go, I can go metal with you too. I can talk metal with you too.
1: <laughs> but the idea is like I'm trying to find that impact. I have a guitarist play with me now because, like, even without a drummer, and you're you're you know you've got the beats going. Like, I still I want that guitar in there because there's just no synth that can match the impact of a live electric electric guitar. So yeah, that's I'm definitely going in that direction where it mixes that in more.
0: Mm-hmm. Who are some artists that like influenced you when you first started?
1: First starting out, it was probably Fever Ray that just pushed me to want to produce my own music and do like this dark moody but still mm. electronic, but minimal sound. So Phoebe right. Ray, I don't know if you know, Aaron, Karen Dreyer-Anderson, she's no. a half of The Knife. So The Knife were a pretty uh, prominent, influential electro pop band, um, mm-hmm. Scandinavian. Um, okay. So yeah, when she toured in 2009, like that, I mean, even to date, it might be the best concert I've ever seen. Lately, like Moderat is really inspiring me okay. because they get heavy, but yep. they they still are song based. They've found that impact that still you can write lyrics and you can write songs. It's not just all about the job or all about right. the shock and awe. Like they really have beautiful melodies. So yeah, I saw them live a few months ago at the Fox. Really? Like, yes, this is, this is kind of my North star right now.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. I saw, um, I get kind of into the, back to the heart of rock scene. I like really all about like Rise Against and like, okay. um, and I saw them live. It's like one of the greatest concerts ever. It was them and it was like Killswitch and Gaze. Nice. So Have you,
1: you see,
0: this, this, I,
1: this was recent, right? Cause I remember Rise Against, didn't they tour recently?
0: Yeah, I'm in Florida. So yeah, they, they toured, they toured recently. Yeah, this was probably a couple years ago, I think.
1: Couple of years ago was pandemic. Maybe,
0: maybe it was. I don't know. It was, maybe it was three I'm years ago. Maybe it was like pre. It was. It was pre-COVID. I think.
1: Oh, okay. But okay. Like, it was That's
0: just. I know time flies. I know when I say a couple of years ago, like I think it's a couple of years ago, but in reality, it was probably like four. <laughs> well, but, to me,
1: time did not fly. Those two years felt like six to me. So, I know. Yeah, I couldn't play of... out. I couldn't play out. I couldn't. You'd think. And a lot of artists might have done this you'd think you'd just oh i have all this time at home so i'm going to produce all this music Mm -hmm. but really it was um i'm so oppressive and i felt so i'm kind of a claustrophobic person so if i'm not going out and listening and hearing just honestly like all the electronic music i love then it's hard for me to just sit behind the computer because i haven't gotten my like fix like oh this is what i'm obsessed with
0: oh okay. yeah I, but those people those people are like so talented because they focus on one thing they have like they they know what they want and they go get it you know I like people like that that know what they want and they they're not gonna you got like you're not gonna stop until you get it the way it sounds you know what I mean like yeah. it turns out the way that you want it to is my point
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I'm just so glad to kind of have like fresh air in my music right now. Like be playing out with my band and be inspired by kind of like these interesting harder rock local bands.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then at the same time actually being able to go listen to my, you know,
0: sweet house and techno music
1: outside <laughs> again.
0: <laughs> Man, I I went to this I was I lived in Virginia for a while. And um, I'll never forget, it. I went to this, um, th- my buddy was like texting me. First time I ever went to like a, a DJ night or whatever, he was like texting me. He's like, hey, man, you got to I know this isn't your vibe, but you got to you got to come down. You got to come out and check this techno bar, I'm
1: Like mm-hmm. techno
0: bar. All right. You know, I'm just techno like, bar. yeah, it's like not ah, my right. not my not my type of scene. But I mean, he was buying drinks. So I was like, whatever, you know, I always I always <laughs> buy every time we went out. But like, yeah, whatever. So he was like, so I go in there and it was just a list of like 10 DJs that just went bam, 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 bam. Just like, and I was just like, I was just like zone. And ever since then, I love that stuff. Like when it's just beats, like when you're drunk, when you're really drunk, (laughs) it's like the best.
1: Well, you asked about the scene on January 1st. I, this is my scene. Like, I think I've gone eight times. We have this thing in the Bay Area called Breakfast of Champions. And outdoors, it's on New Year's Day and there are like six stages. So you would essentially like go from any sound, like a little bead of honey and just try all the flowers. Um, Mm. And it's just, it was beautiful techno and house and deep house and tech house all day. And that was the one day of sun we had, so it felt like a miracle. That's that's a mm-hmm. fun scene because I love a club as much as another person, and drinking is fun. But like, honestly, I like to be outside, daytime. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a raver at heart. Like, I <laughs> mean, back in you look, you my look. Day. Hold on, hold on,
0: hold on. Hey, don't be, don't be, don't be taking my lines. <laughs> Just you look like you, you look like you could knock a few back. You look like you can what? A, a few drinks back. You look like you could handle your uh your liquor. Yeah,
1: I absolutely can handle it. Um <laughs> I am I'm the kind of person that I, I will never like throw up, but it's almost a bad thing because it's like when you just keep can keep going and stay standing, yeah, you just get crazier. And, crazier.
0: <laughs> and then and then there's coffee that usually works and then water and you know, and then it just it just the cycle keeps going, you know.
1: Yeah, like a Red Bull and vodka, and you're mm-hmm. just—I'm no, just kidding. I, I actually no, I, did that.
0: <laughs> I talked to somebody on the podcast. They, uh, they were a bartender in California, and they were like, "Yeah, Red Bull and vodkas. <laughs> There's a lot of them."
1: Well, I actually only drink Red Bull when I'm not drinking that night because Red Bull is a t- is a drug of its own. Because I just—I'm yeah I'm sensitive. So if I'm like, okay, I'm not going to drink because I have to like bike home sometimes and that's dangerous so i'll just have some red bulls and get really sproingy um but yeah if i'm going to a talk show i need beer
0: yeah so you got a great story to share some experience you've had or you know if someone's had at one of your shows or you got any good stories over there I think I have a pretty good story. Um, you can go explicit as you want. This isn't no like, hey, okay, what kind just, of good story? <laughs> well, I don't know your call. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. There's no limit so, on this show.
1: I think this is a pretty fun story because it I like the moral of the story is like anything can happen. Um, mm. So I've been working on my own music for a long time and I I'm also totally open to collabs. Like I said, and I like, you know, I sing for my band. I, I I keep it eclectic. So when I got tapped to sub for a singer who had dropped out of a tour and it was still live electronic music. So it was like, still like, I, I love live electronic. However, it was more like side dub. Mm-hmm. So definitely not my genre of choice, but I got to go on this North American tour as, just a little like who the fuck cares about this <laughs> and i'm singing to like thousands of people really? main main stage at festivals killing it um you know i i remember i learned all the music really fast it was like an emergency situation they had the, the tour booked and then the singer apparently was just like nutter like
0: mm-hmm.
1: little, little nutcase yeah, apparently yeah,
0: yeah i got it i got it <laughs> um
1: and so they just desperately needed someone with a US passport who could, you know, sing in the style and do the thing for very little pay. But hey, when you're getting like chauffeured to Envision Festival, and like, fed, yeah, we like headlined at um, nice In the pan, there was a festival called Tribal Gathering in Panama. So all of a sudden, I thought it was like a Cinderella moment, you know, you're like plucked out, you get your wristband, (laughs) you just like $200 that you can just spend at the bar, tons of food, everyone is treating you really nicely and you get to have Mm. all these experiences in the jungle like I had never seen monkeys (laughs) hopping from trees before while I rehearsed music so that was a pretty fun experience for me to realize that like hey (laughs) if you keep just Mm. doing your fucking thing like little fun lucky things can happen and they might not make or break you but it's still one for the books
0: I, I like that story. That's a that's a good story. Um, so what do you have coming up uh, this year? Do you got um, live venues booked, or what's your plan for the new year?
1: That's a good question. Um, I have. So speaking of eclectic, um, my background is classical. I have a mm-hmm. master of music. Uh, so I happen to be artistic director for an opera nonprofit. So the next two months of my life is totally taken over by uh, my aerial opera. So this is the fourth aerial opera that I've produced. So Mm -hmm. orchestra, professional opera singers, aerialists, full costume, just amazing. Taking all my time. But in the background, I'm producing and I'm working on my set because my opera goes up at the top of March. And then I have Mm -hmm. a show. I have a show booked um, with... Host Bodies, which is a local uh, live electronic act and Contain Her, who is like a synth pop singer-producer. So we'll be playing um, Hotel Utah, like I believe it's a Friday, March 23rd. And so I'll be like back, you know, with my own music. And then with my rock band, we have a new single coming out that we're laying down this Tuesday. So- What's the
0: name of the, what's the, name of the band?
1: We're everything but the everything.
0: I like that. That's really good.
1: Yeah, and that's going to be like the dark alt rock sound with a tinge of uh, Mm. post-punk or new
0: wavy vibe. How many many people are in this band?
1: So we have our guitarist, Ian. We just added a second guitarist. He's played, I think, two shows with us now. Nice. Um, Yeah, it's kind of nice because our sound is all it's all about the wall of sound. Mm-hmm. Not like in a shoegazy way, but like in an impactful. Shoegaze.
0: Oh man, we could keep talking about music all night. I love shoegaze.
1: And there's a there's a little element of that in there, but honestly, we are fast into the point. That's where the post punk comes in from. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's forward in movement and um. So yeah, drummer, bassist, two guitarists. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a singer, and we also have a front man. So nice when he that has sounds his. Dad, cool. He's so good at those rock vocals. Like they blow me away. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: Chris Cornell level, you know?
0: Oh, really? Nice. Yeah,
1: he's amazing. So it's so nice to when he has his uh, lead vocals, I do some mm-hmm. backup. Okay. And then when we come to the songs that I've written, he, ha- I, he doesn't need you to have a
0: You have a good like chemistry and everything like that. I got you.
1: I love these guys
0: yeah gotcha gotcha they're they're
1: pausing for me because this aerial opera is taking over my life but Mm -hmm. come the spring i'll be performing more electro and
0: rock okay all right awesome sophia this has been fantastic thank you again for coming on the podcast this has been fun i love it i could talk to you about music all night but oh what's the cat's name
1: his name is strobe uh, speaking of musical influences, I was very influenced by Dead Mouse in 2011. Dead
0: Mouse, you, you're on fire! I love this type of stuff.
1: Early Dead Mouse. I
0: so if you remember, song. he had that
1: masterpiece named Strobe.
0: Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it came
1: out in 2009 or something.
0: So um, that's- like, my
1: cat is named after that.
0: <laughs> are you are you a fan of Marshmallow?
1: I dropped off of the scene. I'm sure they're talented, but it's just not my 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 thing anymore. Okay, no. I want
0: to, like usually when I talk to someone that's in like the electronic scene, I want to ask them like because Marshmallow is one of those artists that like people are yay or nay, you know like.
1: I'm more like I'm too old for that. Like I just okay. Don't. I
0: was just wondering. No, I didn't mean to. <laughs> um, I liked I like Marshmallow. He's our you know the artist is all right but uh marshmallow let's see what else i was into with like i don't know i could spend all night talking about uh electronic music but
1: well send me a list um i'm gonna go listen to some rise against because i feel like i'm too peripheral with that but what i have heard
0: kill switch engage papa roach stains all of all Papa
1: roach kept putting out music after
0: listen, listen to no apologies have you listened to it yet is it new yeah, it's a good song. No, but they their, just
1: came back on my radar, and I'm like, hell yeah, they're
0: still fucking. You, for- you need to listen to No Apologies. It is okay. a fantastic song.
1: Oh, that makes me so happy.
0: It is great. And uh, it gets you, like, pumped from the start, and, like, the, <clears throat> but the, um, you got to listen to, uh, you got to watch the video, like, of Help first, because the oh. Help, if you watch the video for Help, which is a song before uh, No Apologies the video kind of it's like a sequel to the uh help video
1: oh nice so they do the help video
0: and then it's like it and then the story goes on to no apologies
1: okay i'm gonna go do that when when i hang up here uh because you know what he got sober and it just proves that you can still you can still rock even sober this
0: this has been one of my favorite interviews and i'm not just saying that because you're on here you know it's been awesome
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad it really has been. It
0: really, <laughs> has been. it really has been. Uh social media, uh where where can people find uh find you on there?
1: So Sophia Prize is PRISE and that's always my handle. So Instagram is Sophia Prize. I really don't update my Facebook. Um the website is sophiaprize.com. So between mm-hmm. the Instagram and the website, you can get all my stuff.
0: All right. Thank you again for coming on the podcast today. Appreciate it. And have a good night. Thank you. Sensibly
1: cynical. Thank Sensively you. Sensibly
0: cynical. Do you like the? Do you like the name for? Real quick. Do I, you like the name? I
1: like it. I like it. I feel like I I vibe with that. That resonates with me. So do you
0: like the? So yeah, a lot of people are like get thrown off by the podcast name, but some people like it. I like it. Obviously, that's why. It, I think for some
1: reason it just like goes with the logo. So I was like, oh, okay. That's
0: yeah, me. it's cool. It's cool. It it it's kind of like subject list so I can go wherever, you know, that part's nice. I'm not I'm not yeah. like bounded to anything sensibly cynical. I mean you can talk about anything on that fucking show. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, yes. I, I love it. I, and I, that's I,
1: the best thing about podcasts is that they can be meandering a little bit. At least.
0: Be, I had a VHS uh the VHS um king on the podcast. He has like his whole house is VH VHS tapes. I've heard so, of this
1: guy. VHS
0: Mikey shout out. Nice. Got, this guy literally has to get a new house like this year because he has, because he has too many VHS tapes. Oh wow. I think, okay. I think everyone chose- look at the
1: back catalog. Look at the VHS. King I think he, like chose
0: it over a lot of things and which, Hey, I mean, you do, you, you know, you do you. <laughs> we've got, we've all got our flair. I mean, okay. All right.
1: Take That's good it. care.
0: Yep. You too. Keep in touch. Definitely. All right. All right. Bye. Cheers.